Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Thanks for listening once again. Episode, Sam, get, go away. We're oh, finishing okay, it. Okay. Sam just popped in, didn't he? Sam just popped in. I thought you were done. You know. Pop back out then. Thanks very much. <laughs> All right, I'm not gonna... Oh, that was funny. Uh... Hi, Evie Jones. Hi. How are you? Why do I do that voice? I don't know. Why you go really high? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know. That was from uh, Full Frontal, Magda Sabansky. I don't know. When she, they used to do, what was that skit that they used to do? And it was, they were all, um, it was like Days of Our Lives, but they were all country manner. Americans. I don't you know, know what that's from because we've just, always just said that, but I don't don't. No, that's what it's from. I'm going to find it and then I'll I will send it to you. Yeah, do it. Because her name was Chastity, I think. They all had the same last name, obviously, because it was a family. Yeah, right. It was like Dynasty. Right. Yeah, okay. I know. We just we've always done it, haven't we? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, and they were all having all the Marg and Jane and Gina were all having an argument about something, and then she goes, I don't know. I just I don't know. <laughs> she was the dum dum one of the family. It was brilliant. Tell you, oh, brilliant. Really. And hello, Magda, if you're listening. How have you been this week? What's been going on? What's been happening? Before we get into yeah, that, good. should we say today, <laughs> hang around before you answer, because I think let's just do this now. Today, okay. we have a very special guest on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we have spoken to her. You'll hear the interview or our little chat at the end of the show. Um, yep. Her name is Claire Isaac. Um, she's a journalist extraordinaire. She's been writing about pop culture since, I mean, we were in nappies. She's going to share a very, very special story with us about a chick in history. Yeah. And that's coming up it's a- later in the show. So she went to Paramount Pictures. She took a whole bunch of drawings done by other people, said they were hers, and got a job through it. I'm like, you go, girl. The costume design? Yeah. So she just, um, she just, she wasn't good enough and she knew it. So she just took a whole bunch of other people's work and said that she'd done them. Oh, that was good. It was a good snippet. (laughs) That's just to come. That's a little teaser. Taste up. Trying to be like, like we, like we have got to have structure in this show. Yeah. Yeah, we're very good at that kind of thing, aren't we? Like we don't seem fake at all. At all. Um, how's your week been? Um, oh, you started dance class this week again. I started dance class. Now, let me ex- explain to everyone that Annie is a dancer. She, that's what she does. I that's am what a she do. <laughs> that's that's what I she am. is. That's what, what she I do. do. So Annie used to be a um, competitive ballroom dancer growing up yes. um, very 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 good what 16 years you danced for about competitively that. 
Yeah, about that. Fun fact, uh, Tina Sparkle, a.k.a. Mm. Sonia Kruger, used to teach Kruger. me Latin American in yeah. a studio in Wollongong. Wollongong. Back in 88, 87? 88. In 1888. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so you've always been a good dancer. And when we met, you know, you could carve it on the dance floor like no one Ugh. I knew. And I thought I was the carvee of dance floors. But <laughs> then I met you and realised I wasn't. But um, we you used can to hold go your to, own. Oh, I can hold something. <laughs> Don't know if I can hold my own. But. Um, we used to go and do dance class at the Sydney Dance Company. Yes, we did. And yes. you absolutely annihilated everyone, mostly me. And <laughs> um, so, but that was always fun. Like, so we've always had Annie as a bit of a, um, she, she's, she's a party trick that you bring out. It is. I, I do. And, and I've taught you dances over the years. We do it. Yeah. We'll bust out a jive, and I've taught yep. you a cha cha and a samba. Yeah. Um, and, and if you want to know the choreography of a film clip, just get Annie to watch it. She'll teach it to you. That's always been a lot of fun. So when Annie first moved to Melbourne, you joined. Well, it's called Body Electric, and it is Rocker Steadford for adults. And yeah, it really is. Um, when we I are first, not even joking. No, we're not even joking. When I first moved to Melbourne, my friend who I moved in with, I'd, I think I'd been in Melbourne for a week or so, and he said, you've got to come to this thing. And you'll love it. He's like, just trust me, you'll love it. And I was like, what? He And he didn't really tell me much information about it. Doesn't so I just to. went, turned up. It was at Track Nightclub, and it was a... It was a rock of Steadford, but the people who were competing were adults and they were all different shapes and sizes and all different levels of dance and all different backgrounds, all different, different backgrounds, different professions. But they were, you know, and, and most, most people are kind of, you know, in their, I'd say, you know, thirties, forties, even fifties. Yeah. And the teacher, Jade, she has been running this, this show for 10 years and she does two shows a year. So there are people who have literally done, you know, 15 shows. Wow. So you do a semester, you train and you learn a routine throughout a semester. For, and the semesters go for about 16 weeks. It's a long time. And you go every week and you learn a routine. And then you put on the routine with your group. There's about 20 of us in, a, in each group. I think How many groups? Eight groups. Yeah. Because total. the show is amazing. It's group after group. You do a massive group performance at the beginning. At the start, yep. And then yep. each class does their own individual song. That's So correct. it's yep. a really good show. It goes for just the right amount of time. Yep. Like there's no lulls in this show. Mm-hmm. And then and everyone that is performing in the shows, you sell everyone sells buys tickets to go and see the show so it's all friends and family in this massive auditorium yeah and it is one of the best things i've ever seen in my life i've <laughs> never been more impressed yeah. with an amateur performance yeah 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 i know um, i was the one i saw i was just completely blown away and i just said to my flatmate i was like how sign how do i do take it my money like how do i sign up and but there's a big wait list isn't there there's a huge waiting list and you have to know someone who knows someone to, to kind of get in. I mean, look, you probably could get in, but I think if you know someone who's already in it, you get advanced warning that this semester is going on sale. So because it fills up so quickly, mm. if you know someone, then you can 
put, you know, show your expression of interest before the tickets, before the spaces get released to the public. And they yeah. literally will, will fill up, you know. And there's only a couple of spaces left because people just come back time and time again to do it. So you make your own costume. We, we get given our costume brief. We sew our own costumes and there's, you know, for a couple of weeks, my lounge room's full of sequins and feathers and I love it. And the teacher, Jade, she just comes up with the most incredible themes. themes. And then choreography. The she does. And then the choreography. She, she comes up with all of it. it. I've never, ever seen someone that much. I mean, obviously this works in the industry. This is how yes. it works. But yes. I, yes. I, I didn't even think it would. She doesn't even have a crew. No, it's her. It's all her. It's her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it, incredible. She's quite incredible. Yeah, and she comes to class. I mean, you you know, she does, she teaches, you know, eight classes a week, all different routines, and she comes yeah. to class and she, she'll she start teaching us the routine. And I don't know how she remembers eight different no. routines. She remembers everybody's names. Like, you know, after the first week, she's, she's you know, pointing at people and going, oh, Annette, just can you move over there? It's like, how do you? Yeah, she's incredible. No. She's got two kids. She's, wow. um, she's, a, never she, sees them. She's never, se- no, she never sees them. She never sees the kids. Come to the studio all the time. She um, can't remember their names, but she can remember she everyone be, else's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, last, that's it. last oh. year's show was on, um, the zoom. Like you all recorded yeah. yourselves, sent the videos to Jade and she put them all together and we got to do a viewing party. We Which did. was great. We did. We all we had lockdown hit. I think we'd actually only done a couple of classes in the studio mm-hmm. and then lockdown hit. And so we did, she taught us all the same routine over Zoom, bless her. It was would have been, you know, such a devastating thing because we couldn't, none of us could get into the studio, but she, we did a song to Dancing on My Own by Robin. Yeah. Very apt. Because it was changed to that because mm-hmm. we went into lockdown, which was great. She's a smart woman. She's a very smart woman. So... I'll let you know what my song is. And, okay. you know, sometimes you like the song and sometimes you just, you don't, but you've got to just be professional about it. Yeah. Well, that's it. Because okay. you, you are a dancer. I'm a dancer. And one time I did have to dance to a Kate Bush song and you know how much I dislike Kate Bush. I didn't know you disliked her. What's to dislike about her? I just am not a fan of her voice. Of that voice. Right. Yeah. What song was it? A Woman's Birth. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my favourite songs of all time. But do you know what? After I listened to it 750 million times, I went, this is actually not a bad song. And it's a um, beautiful song. Beautiful song. And then it's in the end of a movie that I saw recently. She's having a baby. Yeah. Is that Kevin Bacon? Yeah. Such a good movie. so beautiful in that movie. And so it's yep. given me a... Um, new lease on life. New lease on life. Anyway, enough about me. God, how are you? Yeah, good. Great. I shot a campaign this week for Fantastic Furniture. I think I can say that now it will be out. Okay. Yeah. By the time this is out. If not, whoops. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Don't tell anyone, everyone. Um, I've got my partner in crime down from Queensland. Ah. Angie Kent. So um, that's Kent. exciting. Yep. Little Miss Kent. I did Studio 10 this week. I had to make strudel. I saw you. It was very good. It's a new market store in the South Melbourne markets. Yeah, I'm hoping this becomes a regular segment because um, I think it's great. I think you did very well. Good work. Thank you. It was, um, I just had to make strudel, which I didn't make at all. I clearly didn't make it. I just rolled it and ruined it. 
Thank God they'd made one earlier. It tastes delicious though. It looks yeah. delicious. It was. It was amazing. Like it, it made me really want to go soft. and make it and eat yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see what the guy said is the secret? Remind oh the pastry being really, really, really thin. Yeah, really thin. And the tea towel. You have to do it on a tea oh, towel that's heavily floured and moist. You didn't that's I don't think you used the word moist, but no. yeah, floured, heavily floured. When we left, me and the um cameraman, they said, Do you want to take a pork knuckle with? And I went, I don't have to do I? twice. What? <laughs> So I got to take this whole knuckle home with sauerkraut and a pickle, big pickle. Oh, it was incredible. Oh man. Yum. So, yeah. Yeah. It's been a good week. I thought, um, Beverly had kennel cough. She doesn't. No, no. She did in fact though, get rescued <laughs> she out of a rock pool. Um, uh, we were at the beach the oh, other day a, and I'm so sad you didn't see I the didn't rescue see operation because it was so cute. Well, where we sit at Middle Park Beach, there's a little rock um, inlet kind of thing. Outcrop. Like it just like outcrop. outcrop. It just goes out into the water. Not far, but the kids, you know, if there's kids there, dogs there, whatever. It's a dog beach. Everyone loves it. They walk on it, whatever. My Beverly was walking on it. Anyway, there was these kids walking on it as well. So the 10-year-old goes, who's a big boy about my sissy? I'm like, she, thank you. And he goes, whatever. And then whatever. Um, I've gone, no, not whatever. And he just said nothing. And then Beverly, who's walking around the rocks with him and his mates, she just goes down like, like a pencil, yeah, yes. like from her tail down. Yeah. So heads up, tail yeah. down. Yeah. And they've all gone, oh, oh, oh. And you can just see the tip of her head. And I, and they've, and I started to try to get out of the water. Oh. And this kid, the whatever kid, he just goes, do you want, he just starts to pick her up with her head. And he looks at me and I went, yeah, pull her up, but be gentle. And he just did. He just pulled her head and her body came out and then he plopped her I on the did. rock. Oh. Yeah, I went, thank you. That was really well done. And he goes, oh, you're welcome. So we became friends after that. He saved your life. Yeah, well, she, when I went and had a look at the hole. It, it wasn't. She, it yep. wasn't. She was just standing on a piece of sand. <laughs> and she could have waited. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I probably would have grabbed her head as well. So yes. there yes. wasn't much to do. Yes. But because yes. of that, um, I think he must have, like, pushed on her trachea. Because yeah. she started to cough for days, like, yeah. And I thought it was kennel cough. It wasn't. It was just a bit of a collapsed trachea. Nothing big. Nothing big, guys. She's fine. The cough has calmed down. Everyone's happy. The end. The end. Um, oh, well, that's I did good. watch this week Your Honor, which we will yeah. talk about later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also started watching. And I'm almost finished a new prime Amazon series called the Se- the secrets you tell oh, with ye- Lily Rabe. She's from all the American horror stories. It's good. Yeah. And then it doesn't become good. Oh, but by then you're, bad. About, it, then you're about <laughs> episode six oh, and you're like, Oh, you're kidding me. And you know, there's only f- about four episodes left. So you're like, 
Oh. Well, do I give up? But you don't. Okay. You've got to keep going because then right. it's just very slow. Okay. Oh, well, I mean, you haven't really sold it. Don't do it. Okay. I won't do it. Don't do it. Is that, what, is that your advice? Yep. That not, is my not. advice. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm going to because it's just, I'm at episode eight and it's just going into um, a twist. Right. Okay. I won't do it. Thanks for that. I finished Euphoria. Again, I mean, I, we, you know, we talked about this last week, but holy shit, that is a good show. It just it is it's so incredible. And yeah. I know, you know, we said all of this last week, but really, really, any, I'm telling anyone and everyone to watch that show. Um, yeah. Because it's just, yeah, amazing. It's frightening, isn't it? Mm, mm, it really is. It really, it's really that show and that you, you can, think about a lot after yeah, you it really it stays well. with you. And remember last week I said how they had to get adult actors mm-hmm. to play the teens because of what they have to do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now you've seen some of the things that they've had to do. Yeah. That yeah. It's quite shocking, isn't it? It is. It is. It does come with a trigger warning. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And I had, I had a weird week this week. I had, um, I had to go onto Facebook for something and I never go onto Facebook. Like I never go, I never mm. look at my Facebook feed. I only will mm. ever, will ever go on there and like a memory might pop up, but I haven't scrolled through Facebook for, I reckon, five years. Your Facebook's done. It was, yeah. God, you it know was how crazy. they had the Facebook ban this week? The yes. news media ban? Yes. It did not bother me. It, it did not affect me one same. bit. No, same. I had a really weird experience because I was looking through and, you know, you're just sort of seeing all these people you haven't seen in years because there are obviously people that, you know, I'm not following Instagram because I haven't been hanging out there for a while. I felt like I was walking down there, going down memory lane, like the corridors of my my past. And I saw this (laughs) The banals of your your past. It was so bizarre. And then... People that you'd forgotten about, you know, that you just were friends on Facebook with, but you just don't now have anything to do with them at all. But I saw this guy's um, name tagged on a post and it was a guy who I used to date. He was just the sweetest, most loveliest guy, but just not for me. Like he was just, you know, we just realised this is not going to happen. We're in our 20s and whatever. And after, after we had dated, he went on and met this this amazing girl. They got married and had two kids. But I saw that he died on Facebook oh. two years ago. And I just, oh. I felt like I was crying, but then I was going, why yeah. am I crying? Because I don't know this person. But it was such a weird Well, you dated him, darling. I know, but it was because I hadn't, I mean, I probably haven't seen his face in a photograph or anything for t- over 10, 15 years. Yeah. Or, you know, everyone has had posted because it must have been his anniversary or his birthday or something. Right. How did he die? Do you know? In a car accident. Cause, and <gasps> then I went down a massive rabbit hole into yeah. what happened. Like what yeah. happened to this guy? So, yeah, when he was 42, he died in a – I mean, from what I can tell, a lot of the posts were just it was a, it was a sudden accident and um, then there was a photograph of a, of a road and they had, you know, flowers on the side of the road. So I, I had assumed mm. it was – it had been an accident mm. like that, but God, it was strange. And I, I just yeah. thought, you know, and then I went into like his wife, you know, their two kids and started reading all of her posts and, oh, it just sent me into a spin yeah. of like just grief, you know, that yeah. 
awful grief that that this poor woman is and the kids thing you know and they had the two boys wow um, you know and it's just it well was you so lost a partner yeah. so yeah that's... yeah yeah I know it really it really triggered me into that mm. sort of I mean, you know, look, thank mm. God I didn't have, we didn't have children and, you know, mm. that sort of thing. But, and, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't as long as, you know, a 10 year marriage, but yeah, like, I just, it just, that's how unfair it is, you know, just yeah. and that sudden death like that can be. Um, mm. Yeah, it was awful. So I, I'm not doing that again, looking on Facebook again, because I think <laughs> that, you know, if you look at it, the odds, there's probably a few people like that who yeah. you knew in your past and, and yeah. life goes on. Yeah, up that's right. Like, One thing about getting older mm. that I've realised is the more, the older you get, the more people you know who die. Yeah. Until it gets to the point where you're like my grandmother who'd lost all her friends. And she would say to me, I've lost all my friends. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd go, oh, mm. what do you say to that? I know. You know, when you're the, the last one living mm. and she would say, I don't want to live anymore. Yeah. And yeah. I'd say, I understand that. I wouldn't either. Yeah. It's like you're at the party and everyone's left and you're everyone's left, left there and you're like, well, what? what and, the, and the fizzy what? drink's gone flat. It's yeah. not even any fun anymore. Totally. Batteries have run out on your ghetto blaster. I know. And then I started watching um, this week, not related, but kind of is, I just realised, that show um, about, it's on Netflix, um, about death or something, the ways we die or something. About yeah. These people who have, who have had near-death experiences. And yeah. This, mm. The one woman I watched was rap- rapiding and went going down rapids and she had... Um, rapiding? Got, Rapiding. Is that a thing? Rapids. Well, doing we the rapids. Last week about sleeting. Yeah, sleet. Yeah. I just like to make everything a verb. We verb everything. Rapid. She was rapiding. She's rapiding. What do you call that? White water rafting. Yeah. Yeah. She was rafting. Rapids. Yeah, rafting. If we can say rafting, we can say rapiding. And we're she, making it a thing. Yeah. She had gone over um, a massive waterfall instead of, she was supposed to only go down a little waterfall, but the, a, a canoe had blocked her thing. And so she ended up having to go down this massive drop. And anyway, she hit the, hit the bottom. She was, um, ta- her canoe was stuck underwater um, and she was underwater for 20 minutes. They came and, and um, revived her, got her. She's a proud Wiradjuri woman. Brain dead? Like brain? No, she's completely fine. That is an anomaly. I know it is. So is that whole show just that? It's all anomalies. Stories, yeah, yeah. That's a good show. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating because she's 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 like, I can't even. She said I couldn't even make it up because there were people around me who knew that that time had passed and I was underwater. For oh twenty my minutes, God. yeah, incredible! It's incredible. Any hoozle, doozle. Um, wow. Let's stop talking about death now, shall we? Yeah, let's start talking about chicks in nows. Have we got a song? We don't. Doesn't matter. We can make one up. I can get Sissy to do it. Yeah, get Sissy to do it. Sis, sing it. What do you think? That was really good, sis. Yes, that, that was, was really good. good. 
Yeah, that was did really you, good. Did you know the tune she was doing it to? I feel like chicken and now, like chicken. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because she's heard that from us so many times. <laughs> So today's Chicken the Now, um, this, this young lady um, has been coming up in my feed a lot this week. And so I did a little bit of uh, investigating into her because I was like, what's her story? And let me have a little looky see. Her name is Taylor Gray and she has just been accepted into the Supreme Court. She's graduated from, oh. from law. She's also a, an academic. She teaches at the University of Newcastle as well. She teaches Indigenous studies and she has, she's going to do her PhD mm-hmm. in land title. She has mm. a Bachelor of Aboriginal Professional Practice and a Bachelor of Law and a Diploma of Legal Practice from the University of Newcastle. And she, she did a post on Instagram that's gone viral. Yeah. I'm going to read it out to you because okay. she's, she's a really beautiful writer as well. I'm just going to read out this post. And it, there's a f- lovely photograph of her sitting with her, you know, certificate after graduating. She's sitting at a, um, in, a, in a boardroom and she says, if there are any First Nation kids reading this, I want you to know that the education system ain't built for us. But don't let the system make you believe that you are not gifted or talented enough. I failed every legal studies assessment and exam all throughout year 11 and 12. Believe me, every assessment and exam I failed. In my final year of law school, I topped the class for the advanced legal writing course. I've been accepted to write a PhD focusing on native title. I'm a lawyer now. Don't let anybody or any system destroy your dreams. Walk Mm. with purpose and speak your truth. Everyone in community has a role to play, whether that's in education, revitalising language, sports, the storytellers, musicians, the keepers of our law and traditions. And I'm so happy and so humbled that I found my role in using the vehicle of law to seek justice for our communities, but I don't shine if we don't shine. I'm coming for all our mob who are imprisoned. We have never been free to find out what we really can do. I'm also coming for land rights because the Western world's most learned diplomats and greatest intellectuals have failed to solve this grave sovereignty problem. Here's to the generations that will come after me who will never know illiteracy again. Black lawyers matter. Wow, that's so cool. She's incredible. I I go and check out her Instagram, Taylor Gray, T-A-Y-L-A-H underscore Gray, G-R-A-Y underscore. Um, And it's just, she's beautiful. She, she, she actually took the police commissioner to the Supreme Court last year to fight to have the Black Lives Matter protest happen in Newcastle because they were trying to shut it down during COVID. So she, she challenged the the ruling that they said, you know, they went and got a prohibition on her being able to run this thing. She went and got that overturned and she was able to work with a bunch of lawyers to come up with a COVID safe plan so that the, uh, it could go ahead. Um, She's also got a podcast. She started a podcast called talking with Taylor. She's only done one episode so far. I listened to it this morning and it's beautiful. She just talks about the first uh, episode is called, is is about black angry people. And she says Mm -hmm. why she goes into why, uh, black people are angry and why they should be angry, you know, and she quotes a, um, 
uh, a Martin Luther King speech about how mm. being sad about something doesn't doesn't get change happening. You need mm-hmm. to be angry. We need yep. to be angry to get change happening. Yeah, um, that's and it, when change starts. That you know what that was the big thing with a lot of white people um, yes. during Black Lives Matter protests and how um, physical it got. That you have to get physical because if they didn't they just were not being listened to they weren't getting the news coverage of it yeah and yep. you know that whole there was a lot of I saw a lot of comments of white people saying oh it's just not the way violence is not the way it's just not the way but it's like well how what, what do you do What's then the other because alternative? yeah yeah pro you know peaceful 100%. protests unfortunately do not work if they did then there'd never be a war. Exactly. I would highly recommend you go and check her out, listen to her podcast, and I think she's going to be doing some pretty awesome things. Great. Oh, good one. We'll be following her. Applause. Here's to Taylor Gray. Here's to Taylor Gray. now. Hey, if you're enjoying this episode, which we know you probably are, let's face it, um, can you do us a favour and subscribe? Mm. Review us? Mm. What else, Evie? Give us five stars. Oh, five stars, please. Thank you. Follow us on the Instagrams as well because um, when we remember, we do put updates there. We do. Chickstreet underscore podcast. That's it. And um, if you want to email us, you can. Mychickstreet at gmail.com the end so today we have got a very special guest again like we said we were going to every now and then have a guest because you know we're not we're not sticking to any kind of um schedule are we Evie jones no way we know we're just rebels like that we're just like when we feel like it we're gonna ask friends to come on and tell us their stories so today we have a very special guest who we've known for a long time and evie just um showed us a, a, a visual representation of our friendship from a, a long time ago when uh, said guest did co-author a book all about pop music. What's the title, Libby Jones? Give it a plug. Life Inside Smash Hits Australia, 1984 to 2007. What? That's, That's ages. Oh so our very special guest began her career at Smash Hits um, and she's not afraid to say that she fell in love with all of that terrible pop music. She has interviewed people like Kylie, Robbie, <gasps> Take That, Beastie Boys. She's interviewed TV stars and movie stars. She's moved on from uh, Smash Hits into Women's Mags. She has worked for Woman's Day, New Woman, uh, and today she's freelancing for the Daily Telly, Stella Magazine, Body and Soul, New Idea. And she also co-hosts a podcast called Playing Devil's Avocado, which I've got to say is such a good title. That is, <laughs> it is. That is brilliant. <sighs> um, it is none other than the fabulous Claire Isaac. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Applause, oh, applause. Applause, applause. Yeah. One thing yeah, I didn't mention, on one thing I didn't mention in your bio is that you're a wildlife photographer because yeah. I follow you on Instagram and your yeah. bloody swans of Instagram and ducks of Instagram, it gives me joy. 
Oh, they give me joy. They're so cute. I love them. Those photographs. Yeah, you've been you take... taking photographs for years of the Centennial Park. I know. Um, swans, swans and ducks. Swans and yeah. ducks. Yeah. Yeah, both. Yeah. Sometimes a goose so, might get in there as well. And ducklings and <laughs> cygnets. Yes. Cygnet. Or are they swan? Why aren't they called swaddlings? That's Who knows? made up word, Evie. And I think every time <laughs> we go down to Albert Park, Evie says, look at the swaddlings. <laughs> and I say, they're cygnets. <laughs> and I learned that from you, Claire Isaac. Oh. Um, there you go, see? I had, I had a signet ring. nothing else that anyone gets out of my <laughs> life is that they all know what a baby swan is called. I can leave this mortal coil happy, right? Yes. That's, that's it. Um, I should also mention that you currently have a book out um, called How Not to Live Your Best Life. Um, so that was released yep. last year. And that you also have a website called Hey Ladies. Hey Ladies. Hey Ladies. <laughs> So what's, um, tell us a highlight from all those years of interviewing famous people. Uh, you know what the highlight for me is the things that went wrong in retrospect yeah. because they were, you know, they make for really good stories. So yeah. I remember, do you remember Ugly Kid Joe, that band? Yes, mm. yes. Remember them? Well, I interviewed the lead singer of that. His name was Whitfield Crane and he was just one of those L.A bad boy thought he was so freaking cool yeah and um, I took the work experience girl and he showed us his ball sack <laughs> was it? and I was like you know this girl is 15 he said have I sat in some chewing gum and then proceeded to show us his balls and oh I just remember we thinking have nice at the balls. time <laughs> what <laughs> makes a nice ball yeah what makes a nice ball <laughs> I don't think that they are they're not necessarily the part of the body that you know gets enough attention maybe i think that's that's i think that's justified that they don't get a lot of attention because you know what they're ball sacks at the end of the day and they're just hanging scrotum scrotus <laughs> not where i thought this podcast would go today no. anyway what did ugly kid joe sing oh, i can't remember is it the cat in the cradle and the silver spoon? Oh, yeah. They did a, the they did a bloody cover, didn't they? You're coming home. Mm. Yeah, That's I mean, they're they're they're, where are they now, Evie? Where are they now, I say? And they're in a cra well, cradle with a cat. Yeah, with his oh, ball sack. Evie's going to do our quick fire round. With these are just a few questions yeah. so that, you know, we can get into the psyche of, of, of Claire Isaac. Please answer these questions as best you can. <laughs> okay. And but, 60 seconds starts now. Oh, now. now. Claire, what's the latest podcast? <laughs> Excuse me, what's the latest podcast you listen to? Uh, I the last one I listened to was Adam Buxton interviewing Roisin Murphy from Maloko. So I love Adam Buxton. Do you listen to him? He's just very funny. No, yeah. but I love Roisin Murphy. Do yourself a favour. And Roisin Murphy is hilarious. She's this like all like cigarette drawl. Is she? Kind of Irish, Mancunian accent, just oh. telling really hilarious stories about life on the road. And they do a I song love together. Oh, do they? Yeah, it's really good. They do oh. a pretend song together, which is oh, just really sweet. hilarious about how to keep your... Um, you know, your spirits up in lockdown because they're, it doesn't get recorded oh, yeah. at the end of last year. It's, anyway, very funny. So I love his podcast and I listen to you, of oh. course. Oh. And my own podcast I listen Good. to as well. Do you find it as hard as I to listen back to your own podcast? I used to hate my voice. 
Mm-hmm. Now probably everyone in the world hates my voice, but I don't. So you know, win-win. <laughs> <laughs> Swings and roundabouts. You've learnt to accept it. That's yeah. great. <laughs> okay, next I mean, question. Sometimes what? I think, oh god. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think everyone is like that. Remember, I think today we've got so much, you know, social media. So we do hear ourselves often. But remember yeah. back in the eighties when you would record yourself on the tape player and you'd hear back and you'd go, Oh my god, I hear my own voice so much. <laughs> or like oh, when I, I sound like a man. And I, but also I go I laugh a lot and I'm also and I'm a bit like 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 and it's <laughs> really irritating all. when you hear it. Yeah. yeah. I, I you hear got, all your nuances. Yeah, I do the ums a lot and I've just started um editing um, um. <laughs> I just started. <laughs> I've just started editing our podcast, and I have now. I was telling Sammy because he's been helping me, but I now know what the sound wave looks like, what my um sound wave looks like, and I can get straight to crop, it. Crop I can out. see that it's coming up, and I know just what to crop out because I know that my um <laughs> terrible. Anyway, continue. Okay, next question. What's the latest? The last song you listened to? Well, I'm a bit obsessive with pop music, so I listened to Harry Styles yesterday, Falling, mm-hmm. which is um, a really good song for karaoke and also a really good song to sing in my lounge room. How does it go? Oh. <laughs> what am I now? What am I now? What if I'm someone you don't want me around? It's a falling great song. Again, you know, it's a great song. Falling again. That's a good song. Falling. Yeah, it's a really good song. It does sound like something that they would play in a spa, you know, like a sort of adult, easy listening kind of song that would just be playing in the background of a health food shop. Or yes. Nice. But there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with no. that. I like it and I love him. I'm a bit obsessed. I'm, I think my love of pop music you know, as a 52-year-old woman, it's not going anywhere. It's also inappropriate how much I love Harry Styles. No, I, I'm exactly the same about Harry. And I just tweeted about him the other day. That here is, you know, if there isn't enough to love about the perfection that is Harry Styles, him doing something perfect. So I can't remember what. I just adore everything no, about him. Matter. Yeah. It would have been and yeah, anything you oh, did, I know. probably. I think... Oh, he, he was raving about Olivia Wilde. Oh, and gosh. Isn't that lovely? Isn't that lovely? And she, she raves about him in, a, in an industry of men who hate to play second fiddle in a movie to a mm. woman. Yeah. He was so happy to do it. Mm. And I was like, oh, of Can course. It's Harry. <laughs> so what more do you expect? I don't know why I did that. Okay, next question. What's the last TV show you watched? I watched Lupin on Netflix, the French yeah. thing. Yeah, he's hot. He's the guy the from French The Untouchables, yeah. <laughs> isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he's hot. Yeah. What, what's he's it like? Because I've wondered whether to watch it or not. It's mm. nothing like I thought it would be. Like it's like watching a cartoon almost but done as a movie because he plays a thief who's modelled himself on a book from literature and so it's just it's really I've never seen anything like it it's really good like it's it's, it's so unusual and yet it's so watchable um I loved it and it ends on a cliffhanger which is really annoying because apparently there's sort of new episodes coming but I knew it was going to happen and I was waiting for the cliffhanger and then it happened and I was like oh now what do I do with my life oh that is annoying 
Um, mm. Yeah, well, I definitely really good will though. watch it then. Yeah, and and the, mm, it's good. dubbed. Is it okay dubbed? I mean, there's not much you can do about uh, it. You is can there? go if you go through Netflix. You can change it to subtitles. Oh, good. You know, I love a subtitle. Mm. Me, I Get love subtitles. She loves I a subtitle you. even when it's in English. Yeah, I watch yeah, everything same. with subtitles. Yeah, you're like, tell me Do you know the latest thing that I've been watching a lot with l- subtitles, and it's brilliant, mm. highly mm. recommend it, MTV or any music channel. It's got all the words to the songs, oh. be- and you can sing along. Oh, yeah, and go, that's, handy. Oh. <laughs> that's what it said. I didn't yeah. know it said yeah. that. When I, worked it was... at Smash Hits and, when I worked at Smash Hits and we didn't know what the words were, we used to have to listen to the song and write them out ourselves. So we'd sit next to the stereo and go, did he say dentist? I like, <laughs> like, can't quite work out <laughs> what he was saying. So that would have been handy then. Because Smash anything. Hits always did the lyrics. So was it you guys giving yeah. us the lyrics? Yeah. Well, sometimes we got given them from the record yeah. company or whatever, but other times we have to do them ourselves. Because you, you were like were all of hard. Or you were like all of us who sat with their tape player pressing pause, rewind, pause, rewind, play, yes. rewind. Play. And mm. I remember doing it to New, New Vogue. Was it New Vogue who sang Lean On Me in the 80s? Oh, no, you've got, I think you've got two bands mixed up there. Oh, that, isn't on, it, Vogue, um, on Vogue. New, new yeah. something. Anyway, yeah. you know, there was a guy that sang and it was a girl that did the harmonies and then there was a, like, it was a really great version of, of that song. <laughs> I'm trying to write the words out. And there was this one line that just kept, and I thought it said, wear pyjamas, wear pyjamas for the longest time. It was still in my head, I hear it in the car and it's like, wear pyjamas. And it's like, we be jamming. We be jamming. But yeah. I didn't know what jamming even was. We be jamming. No. We be jamming, yeah. Wear pyjamas. Pajamas. Wear pyjamas, yeah. It works. This song lyrics. Peter Alexander. Peter Alexander should use that as an ad. Yes. Oh, if, you, if you're listening, <laughs> Peter. you wear our pajamas okay next question what's the last thing you gave that gave you joy um apart from harry uh, my (laughs) trainer at the gym telling me that i was getting fitter the other day and i know i pay him as my husband says all the time but you pay him so he's gonna say that but i was like i feel good thanks so much sam thanks so much that's making me feel good about myself i don't think he would be lying either they are if anything negative to yeah, get they you want to you stay in things. Stay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, you know, them. He said, you're getting much fitter. And I was like, yes, I am. And then I kind of went into this big soliloquy about how much I thought I was getting fitter. And he, like, his eyes just glazed over like, yeah, I don't need a conversation about it. But... <laughs> they're a completely different breed of people, aren't they? Okay. And the last question is what yeah. lately, what's the the... I'm just going to read it because I thought I had it in my head. What's the last thing that was a killjoy for you? I get my car, every now and then like random lights come on in my car and for some reason that just freaks me out and I can't live. You know, it's like it completely makes me completely immobile. (laughs) I just think it's because I'm in this sort of menopausal age where I just get really anxious. So my yep. the change oil light came on in my car and honestly mm. it was like the world was ending. Three years. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Nothing happened, obviously. It's gonna be fixed and the <gasps> world goes on. Yeah. But yep. <laughs> in my head it was like, bah! and then like, I can't stop thinking about it for days. Yep. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. I'm like that. I, if a light comes on in my car, I've got to have it fixed immediately. Just, I Same think that's too. an OCD thing. It's just got to, I can't yes, see that maybe. light. I've got to have it yeah. off. It's I the same as if you hear, you know, when you hear people's um, beep going off, oh, yeah. their fire alarm, it's like change the fucking battery, people. Yeah. No, how can you, you can't live with that. You can live like that. No. Oh, I, you know, you can't put that many pillows over your head to block that no, out. Exactly. <laughs> and you can't smash those things. They just keep beeping no matter oh, what. They don't them. shut up. Oh. If you take them, you kill them, you take the batteries out, you stamp on them and they're still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we need to rule the world with these things. You know, send these they're things like into robots. space. They're gonna yeah. Take over. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're gonna change. They're gonna start ruling us one day. My fellow. Yeah, they already are. Maybe that's maybe they are already are. That's why they're here. That's why when you talk <laughs> about bananas, yeah, all of a sudden we think it's our phones. It's not. It's our fire. No, it's the smoke alarm. alarm sending us Fuck random. It. Um, advertising on our phones yeah. that we just have to talk about. We're going to a whole bunch of smoke alarm ads now, which will be very, very meta. Yes. Oh, maybe we'll get Harry. My smoke oh, alarm is so mama. sensitive. I it goes off when I have a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Yours does go off a lot. You're so hot. Because I'm so, so I'm on fire. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're smoking. She'd be jamming. I love it. I love it. So um, we want to hear all about your chick's tree and who you want to enlighten our listeners all about today. We have asked you to, to, you know, have a think about someone who has inspired you. It could be someone that you know. It could be someone that you don't know. So we're just going to leave you to it. Um, Well, the person I chose, I don't know her. She's dead. But I, um, yep. I wish I did know it. Her name is Edith Head. Now, do you know hey. who she is? No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So she is, a, you do know who she is? I do. Ah, I do. But okay. I won't ruin it because I often know, okay. don't I, Annie? And right. I'm not allowed to ruin things. She's not so allowed to ruin it. Gotta let them okay, play don't out. ruin it. So she is a costume designer from Hollywood from the 30s and 40s and 50s and then actually up until the 80s, actually. But she was pretty much changed the way that women were dressed in the movies and changed how they were dressed as well and how they were, how costumes were kind of designed and, and how it all worked. And the reason I like her, the two, well, there's many reasons I like her, but two main reasons are she lied to get her job, which I did too. And she also just stuck it to the man. She just yes. didn't care. And both of those things are quite appealing to me. Tell us, <laughs> Actually, tell us. She lied twice. Okay, tell us how she lied and then tell us how you lied. She lied twice. So the first lie she told was that she was um, a teacher. She was learning to be a teacher and she decided she was teaching French and she decided that um, she'd make more money if she was an art teacher. So she just basically told the school that she was an art teacher and so got extra money and started being an art teacher. So that's the first lie. The second lie is that then when she was doing that, she decided she wanted to work in the movies. So she went to Paramount Pictures. She took a whole bunch of drawings done by other people, said they were hers, and got a job through it. I'm like, you go, girl. The costume design? Yeah. So she just, um, she just, she wasn't good enough. And she knew it, so she just took a whole bunch of other people's work and said that she'd done them. And they actually, I think later on, the guy, she took it to 
a guy called um, Howard Greer, who was the head of design at Paramount. And I think that later on he said he did know, but he was impressed, A, that, you know, she'd done it, and B, that she wanted the job that badly, I suppose. Wow. Um, and so he gave her this job next to this, uh, working alongside this guy called Travis Banton, who is like this legendary um, fashion designer. Um, for the movies in the 20s. So this is like 1923, this was all happening, which just, it's so, to me, it just seems so amazing that, you know, she just worked that hard to get into that industry, like, you know, by just saying, fuck it, I'm just going to say I did these drawings. Yeah, and then and then to have the, like, you know, the, the gall to kind of back it up as well, to go yeah, like, I'm going to have to, if I get this, I'm going to have to show, prove myself. Yeah, can't no. keep bringing in other people's work. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll just do it overnight and then just going and finding some random. Not like that. What was the big eyes? The, you know, the woman that oh, the, painted yeah. big eyes and the husband. Was it the husband that was taking her work oh, the entire yeah. time? Yes. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. didn't have a, a side a side woman doing all yeah. the things. <laughs> she didn't. But she, and the interesting, another thing about her that's quite interesting is that she actually wore, she had a, like a really blunt fringe big glasses and wore two piece kind of suits like she looked like a school teacher yeah. she was she was one and she just stayed looking like one even though she was designing these amazing things like she thought anyway I'll, I'll go backwards I'll go you know properly yep. forwards in time here so she started she um the first thing she did was um a Dorothy Lamore outfit for a movie in the 1930s called The Jungle Princess it was her first big break before that she was doing a whole bunch of just you know background people extras costumes and that kind of stuff yeah and every time she did anything good this guy travis who was her immediate boss just took credit for it so they're all just taking credit for anyone's work just willy-nilly classic man classic travis and he was an alcoholic as well so he was drunk as well (laughs) it's just i just love it like you know you just Mm. imagine that in hollywood in the 20s and 30s they were all just boot like you know five um martinis to the wind by 11 30 in the morning and just like oh, randomly saying yeah i did that yeah that was me yeah oh, i did yeah. that one yeah, yeah that was my drawing yeah some of my best work there um, yeah. yeah well to be fair though she she was had a bit of karma coming back to her <laughs> but just a little bit she, then she could start you know claiming her own true work yeah, no, bless her so she um did all this work and Travis was getting progressively drunker and drunker and eventually they had to get rid of him because they just, you know, he was obviously, his probably his pencil skills were a little wobbly. So his <laughs> martinis weren't letting him draw a straight line. Yes. So they ditched him and instead of giving her the job, they took a year looking for somebody else to fill his shoes, even though she was standing there going, uh, hi. Hello. <laughs> so, uh, and then she finally got the job, even though she was paid less than him because of course she was a woman, he was a man, that's what Last happens. Day. Classic, classic Hollywood. Taylor's oldest um, time. <laughs> then she um, she set up a salon. So she was the first person who was doing costume design to set up a proper room where she could fit women and see them like, you know, 360 degrees. So she had all these mirrors placed everywhere. She was the first designer to sort of look at how women moved and how they... Um, say they had to run in a costume, what it would look like while they were running, whether it was yeah. able to be run in. So she was really, because she was a woman, I guess she could really see, you know, where things would ride up or get snagged yeah. or, you know, look yeah. horrible or make your boobs look bad or whatever. And yeah. she said, none of us are store dummies. We're on the move in the business. Clothes look good when you stand still or for posing in, not living in. Right on, Ida. Absolutely. So true. Yeah. 
I can't believe that was the said, first like time that I know. they were letting, you know, looking at how it would be for a woman to move in a movie. <laughs> No, well, because they just, otherwise they just want you to stand there and look beautiful, right? So the men well, are yeah. the ones that are doing all the action and the women are the ones smoking cigarettes and with your boobs out or whatever. Yeah, breaking their ribs in corsets and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. in corsets. Exactly. There would have been just a lot of back-breaking back corsets and yeah. boning mm. and make sure they look good. Who cares if they can move or breathe? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those ladies, they don't need that rib. Yeah. So um, she said... To win in Hollywood, you have to be a combination of psychiatrist, artist, fashion designer, dressmaker, pincushion, historian, nursemaid, and purchasing agent, which is pretty true today, actually. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but she said she knew she wasn't a genius, but I guess what she had was this ability to work with women well. So then all these celebrities just loved her. So she was doing movies um, with people like Elizabeth Taylor, Marlena Dietrich. She did um, yes. Breakfast at Tiffany. She did all the Audrey Hepburn oh. big ones. Um, Monroe, wow. Um, Hedy Lamar, Marilyn Monroe. Like she did Ginger Rogers. Um, and then Ingrid Bergman, she did all these Hitchcock movies. So she did The Notorious and then she did Grace Kelly. And Grace Kelly loved her so much. She took her to Universal when she went to Universal. So she was like, just imagine the people that she met. Wow. Like, just absolutely mind-blowing, the people yeah. she was working with. And she dressed them. Oh, my God. And she dressed them all. And she dressed men too. Like she did, I just wrote down some of the men. Hang on, let me tell you. She, she did Fred Astaire. Danny Kay, Cary Grant into Catch a Thief. And then you kind of remember those costumes and you just think, yeah. wow. Elvis in Blue Hawaii, all those mm. shirts. Imagine oh the same. Just, I need to pin that a bit closer to your bicep, yeah. Elvis. Mm. Come over here. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. John Wayne, <laughs> Rock Hudson. Oh. Like just everybody. And then all the women, like, you know, you just look through this list. It's like Julie Andrews, Jane Fonda, Joan Crawford, Catherine Hepburn, Audrey Hepburn, all the Hepburns. All of the, yeah. Wow. The just every single name, every big name you yeah. can pull from that era. Just amazing. And amazing. how old was she at this time? Is she like? She was in, um, like, you know, well, I guess she would have been in her 40s and 50s. Yeah. In the, in the 40s and 50s. Because yeah. she was born in 1897. So. She was just um, oh. and she, she, so she was just doing all this amazing. She worked on one thousand films. She was nominated for thirty-five Oscars, and she won eight, which is the most that anyone's won for oh. costume design still to this day. That's incredible. That must be why I know of her, like I've heard of her. Yeah. But I know what she looks like. I actually really like her look. Yeah, yeah. She's got a really, she's a really cool look. Like you could imagine that look today would just be yeah, very um cool and sort of Wallara old lady or something yes. you know what I mean like the, very yeah like you know, eastern suburbs old lady yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 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 I'm just googling the glasses that I don't know where yeah you google her from. the glasses are very um what was that guy Mr Magoo Mr McGee <laughs> Mr Magoo <laughs> weren't they yeah so very um Big black rimmed, black like, rim. Yeah, you have to have a very big person. Like you have to have a very strong sense of self to wear black rimmed glasses in any shape. I believe. Yes, I think that, that's very true. But the bigger the glasses, the bigger the personality, or something. Is it like I don't know? Is that how it works? Uh, or the, the more yeah. bold the glasses, it's become because they become a bit of an accessory. Yeah. Oh, yes, I'm seeing her now. I do recognise her. 
Yeah. She's very, very specific. Uh, yes. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, that that bulb. That bowl cut fringe. Yeah. That bold. Fringe. I wonder if she it's cut a it bold herself. Bowl. I reckon she got a bowl on there and she did it. No. She would have. <laughs> she probably started with a cut herself and probably then went, I've got money now. Bring in a bowl. She probably started, I'm going to be a hairdresser, I've decided. So I'm just going to lie and cut my own hair. So she got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1974. So she's actually not unwell known. Like it's one of those things, isn't it, where you know you see all the people in front of the camera and they're the ones that get all the attention. But actually, she was probably incredibly famous, and we just hadn't really yeah. gone into that side of things. But but she died when she was um, 83, nearly 84. She had uh, bone marrow disease. Um, but the last movie that she worked on was um, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. You know that movie? Steve, Steve Martin's Martin movie. first movie. I yeah. don't know it. Love it. It's oh, yeah, bad, it's a good, but it's great. It's a goodie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is a goodie. Um, and she modelled all their outfits on um, classic film noir. So she sort of went mm. back into her own catalogue and kind of mm. got all these kind of outfits. So it was a very timely and fitting end to a Full circle. Both timely and fitting. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> I just Ooh. think she was amazing. And I had I wrote a story about her for a magazine and I hadn't really paid much attention to any of those old Hollywood things really. And once mm. you start reading people's wiki wiki pages, you know, like you just go into a into a old Hollywood hole where you keep clicking yes. on other things. We know. Yeah. We yeah, we know. Oh yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, many well, times we, we start with someone and then we end up going down a rabbit hole of someone yeah, else and you're like, oh, but what about yeah. this person? Yeah, yeah. What takes you, and that's what, you know, people you've mentioned, obviously we've heard all the people that she's dressed, but Hedy Lamarr was one of our first chicks in history, you know, because yeah. she was the inventor of yeah. Wi-Fi and, you know, um, incredible incredible screen silver screen actress so she would have been dressed and so oh just the the intertwining i love it all yeah. and you know, know, as it comes and all these hear. women doing yeah and giving each other a hand up as well you know like at a time when hmm? you know it was not easy to be working hmm. as a woman in in those hmm. big male oriented industries to find that yeah. there are these women all helping each other is yes. just you know kick-ass girls I was just going to say, you Sorry. mentioned before, Claire, about, um, you know, these people who are sort of behind the scenes. And back in those days, we, you didn't, we didn't know about any of the behind the scenes. There was no Instagram. There was no... Yeah. Um, no. TMZ. No, no, <laughs> no internet to be able to find mm. out about these people. So the people who were in yeah. front of the screen, they were the ones who were famous. But then, you know, so much work that went on behind the scenes. Yeah. But from all, the, all, the, all that yeah, era, no, you know, I before we before we knew about so it. So true. And I think um, Travis well, Banton, that's what, um, the, the, the drunk guy that she took over from, I think he went yeah. on to be like a really famous actual designer, that dress designer. So somehow he stopped drinking long enough to right. kind of have another career. So I think those, and I think the men probably were famous because they were, they came with the studio contracts. So you know how they yeah. had those amazing contracts back in those days? Yeah. yeah. I think that, you know, Although no he probably went on and stole someone's designs and yes, claimed them as his own. Yeah. All signs point to yes. <laughs> he was just drunk the whole time. Going, well, yeah, that's history mine. tells us <laughs> that all signs. 
it's amazing how much there's history is written and then you start to look further and how there's so much rewriting of yeah. what we once, you know, in every aspect of history. It's like mm-hmm. far out, like right back to the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Wrote it's funny, shit. When you're doing, I know. And when you're writing these stories, so you're writing about these people, you kind of start doing your research and you're clicking on more and more stories about them. And you realize that everyone only has a certain pool of information because these people yeah. are dead. They don't do any more interviews. Yeah. So, you know, there's very little info out there. So people are just, repurposing content yes you know time and time again so it's funny you read a quote and you go i think that she said that actually i think that <laughs> blah blah said that about her and then you get into this thing where you go god we, as journalists like you know we can be really shit yeah <laughs> at, you know, if you don't like, yeah do you credit or not credit or yeah you know, doing your research probably yeah 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 you can see true. why documentaries take so long Mm, you know, unwind and to, unravel to, all of the truth, and yeah, um, and also you know, and working out how to get away with things without being caught out. That's a big part of it, and that's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Still, other people's still other um, people's working stories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing it for years, though. <laughs> yeah, look, we all have. We all have. This is not even me here. This is someone else. <laughs> yeah. Now we skimmed over it before, Claire, but you didn't tell us how you lied about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, when I started in. If you want to tell us. Oh, no, it's fine. These people don't. I don't think they're around anymore. I, um, I went over to dead. (laughs) I killed them. Came back from overseas and I, um, I, I didn't want to go to uni anymore. I was doing, I was in Sydney uni doing a BA and it was boring as batshit. And all I wanted to do was be a journalist. All I wanted to do was work for Smash Hits. So I just Mm. started sending stories around to people saying, I've just come back from London. All my stuff is in a box on the way back from England. So I can't, I don't have any magazines or anything that I've written in, but you know, I've got some stories. Um, So I'm a published writer. Mm. Um, And eventually I just got a job through doing that. (laughs) So I basically just told everyone that I had written all this stuff when I hadn't. And then by the time, you know, they could have asked for proof, they'd all forgotten anyway that I I said that. And you had other things to, to show. Yeah, so good. That's great. I could back it up by actually doing okay work. I suppose it would have been terrible if I, yeah. you know, come in and not been able to spell my own name. But well, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, I mean, if you fake it till you make it, but you've got to actually yeah. like deliver. Back it, up. It. back it up. You've got to back it up. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it. the thing that so many. I think that story would be so many people. We've all got our own. I mean, the amount of jobs I've been for back in my late what teens 20s where you could write your own cv and mm-hmm. your parents mm-hmm. friends gave you references that were fake yeah totally. like you know we've uh, she she used to do all of our admin she used to look yeah. after our children she did you know it's like i didn't do any of that but all that kind of stuff so it's everyone does True. it when you're the beginning of your career how the hell do you get a job if you have no experience without mm. lying about your experience? Everyone has lying. to. Yeah. You've got to lie. you got to lie yeah. somewhere. Well, Edith, Edith started something. Yeah. Edith is yeah. the liar's the liar's trophy life. Yeah. Yeah. That's, there. That's it. The, the beacon I, that we can all we can all look up to. Yeah. I reckon even Jesus lied about being a carpenter. I don't reckon he was anyone's apprentice. <laughs> I reckon he just got a piece of he wood didn't and went. Do the TAFE course. 
Nah, I don't reckon he did go to Tate. Nah, I reckon he even did on a Tuesday. I I reckon he was skiving the whole day, going and bloody healing people probably. I don't know. And don't even get me started about the healings. Who knows if they were real? I've never seen anyone else turn water into wine, so I find yeah. I mean, and there is there any yeah. actual document of him? You know, did he, did he get lost in a box coming back from London? His healings, his original <laughs> healings. <laughs> Where are they now, Jesus? Oh, if that is your real name. <laughs> yeah, we all. I am here for. The, the line right. to get a job. Mm. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Me too. I mean, as long as you're I not re- saying I've, I've been a doctor, I suppose, you know. Yeah, because well, there are some of those. Yeah, some of the, like, the podcasts, like Dr. Yeah, D- the quacks. Yeah, where you're like, these people are just, like, operating on people and, and, and you know, completely taking out wrong organs. and Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, mean, I think I could, um, I think I could lance a boil from the amount of gross... YouTube, I would trust you um, videos that I've watched. I know how to do it properly. Um, I never have and I never will, but I reckon I could. Is there a podcast out there that is about people who've, if not, it's a great idea for a podcast. What did you do to (laughs) lie? What what lie did you say to get you into the industry that you're in? Yes. No, surgeons (laughs) are not welcome in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Dentists. Perhaps they're a little on the fence about it. You've got to be careful. Yeah. I don't want anyone putting their knee on my chest to get a wisdom tooth out. Yeah, no. Yeah, and they do do that. Um, well, thank you so much, Claire, right, Isaac. Yeah, that's a great story. Edith Head. Yeah, good She's name. She's good. She was good. We lo- And the name is the best. Mrs. Head. Yeah, and her brother, Richard. Head. <laughs> <laughs> had to always go there. Funny. I'm sorry. Always I'm not funny. even sorry. Had to do it. Have yeah. to do it. It was fantastic. And where can we find mm-hmm. you on Instagram? On the Instagrams, I'm just at Claire Isaac. And on mm-hmm. Twitter, I'm at Harry Cluck. Or we're also um, playing Devil's Avocado. There's an underscore in there somewhere, but just look it up and yeah, you'll, you'll find it. It will come up. Yeah. Thank and you. I like the, um, the group you have on Facebook, the PDAs. I quite yeah. like that. They're very the interactive with it. Like- yeah, they're good. They're a great bunch of women. So if you want to come and join us, just yep. the PDA, the Playing Devil's Avocado Facebook group. Oh, fantastic! I'm always on it. You don't know it, but I'm 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 always on there. I just oh, you like often stalking, only like things. Skulking. Yeah, I'm, I'm lurking in the background. I'm, of, I'm a lurker. Yeah. <laughs> With a fake like account. It. Although sometimes I'll say, "Oh, I love that show," you know. Yeah, okay. it does. Well, I I've get. Seen you. I love it because I get my, what, what should I watch? Like Annie is, you know, my source of what should I watch next? But you, the PDAs are as well. What, what, what shows yeah. should I get into? Yeah. I got to jump on. I got to jump on yeah. and check it out. Come on, join us. I will. I will. I just um, was listening to one of your podcasts the other day and you were talking about um, Your Honour. Yeah. yeah. Amazing that show. Have you watched it? Yeah, oh, well, I finished it. I actually, because Evie, did you finish it? I think mm-hmm. you, yeah. I finished it the other day. Yeah, I finished it the other day too. That ending. Getting, the the ending. ending. Oh, what do we think? Mm, I just don't know. I mean, I don't want to give away any spoilers. I was. No. I was. Is there going to be a season two? Yes, there is. Right. right. So I've read the ending. That there is. I mean, I'm not. Have, I don't have anything to do. <laughs> yes, there is. When we have time. Yes, we're look, we're in pre-production. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> me and Brian. 
<laughs> yeah, I found the whole show very hard to watch, very um, depressing, Figuring. but obviously I think mm. it was, you know, um, meant to be that way. Mm. Um, and the ending for me was like poignant, and frustrating which i also think was yeah. how it was meant to be yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. and i love the scenery i love new orleans i love all that beautiful the garden district where they lived and all the beautiful houses yeah. and mm. just amazing looking well thank you okay. for that. thanks guys thank you thank you for being our second guest yeah um, i'm very i'm flattered to ask thank you we're very happy to have you thank you for accepting our invitation Look at you, you've got to the end. So if you're still listening, we're just going to give you a few little credity bits. Executive producers of this podcast is me, Evie Jones, and of course, Annie Potatoes. But we've also got Sam Peterson. He's our producer, our editor, our wine boy, our whipping boy. He does everything. And he's also got a great podcast called Confessions of the Idiots. You know, if you all listen to us... We appreciate you. Follow us on Instagram at chickstreet underscore podcast and you can email us at mychickstreet at gmail.com.